All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I'm your host, David, and join with me as usual is my wife, Lindsay. How are you doing, Lindsay? Pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I figured you would be. We, we had to fit this one in here for, uh, for the month of November, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we are, we're here to talk about Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Um, it, uh, just came out this past weekend as of this recording. Uh, we wanted to waste no time talking about it, uh, especially since we knew we were only going to get a chance to see it once in theaters. And so, so we wanted to record this pretty soon after while it was fresh in our, our braniums. Um, so yeah, um, no Facebook poll this week, um, cause we didn't really have a chance. I thought about trying to do one for the movie, but I wasn't exactly sure how many people got a chance to go see it. Seemed like a lot of people did, uh, according to the numbers. Um, yeah. this, this movie did very well. Um, I think it was like 300 Million? 331 million, I believe. Yeah, is that that's worldwide or is that domestic? I have no idea. Uh, I I think that the headline that I saw this morning was that it was the biggest film release in November ever, which makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> definitely makes sense. Um, I mean, our theater was packed. Uh, pretty much all the seats were taken. Um, and, uh, as I was like checking other show times, seems like everything else was pretty full up. So yeah, all that tracks. Um, and, uh, yeah, the movie was pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it just, it had a lot going on and then I felt it was a little anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like... We all knew it was going to be sad in the beginning and like uh, remembering Chadwick Boseman and trying to get the torch passed on to another Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really felt slash was hoping they would deal with that like in the beginning. Mm, yeah. And then they would go on to some kind of epic training scene and then some kind of epic battle and we could end with like feeling good about the future of black panther in wakanda so you kind of had it in your mind that uh shuri was going to take up the mantle a bit sooner in the film yes so you didn't think it was going to be a third act thing well, I mean, that, that's just kind of what I was hoping for, I guess. Sure. Now, that that makes sense. Um, I I kind of figured that, I mean, we, you know, they didn't really confirm much by the trailer except for that there's someone wearing the suit, uh, but all a lot of signs pointed to it being a female and uh, especially by the body type um, and uh, a lot of signs pointed to Shuri. I feel like oh, she's... Yeah. I mean, I think she was the very much the appropriate choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she is royalty, after yeah. all. So And... Um, oh, yeah, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> we just kind of jumped in without 
really given a spoiler alert. So apologies there. If I mean, they have to assume that we've seen it. I'll stick it in the description that okay. you should. Um, and so I felt like, um, like I said, she was the best choice. Um, I loved the addition of Ironheart. I felt like um, I was really expecting N- Namor mm-hmm. to really have a chance to be more of a villain. Right. Because right now it just seems like he's kind of a protector of his own people. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he's been a villain in the past and that he's had some unfriendly times. <laughs> <laughs> um but we didn't really see a whole lot from him in this movie, I felt like. And he pretty much um, pretty much said, yeah, we're going to take Wakanda out pretty much in the movie. And we're going to use um, an outside. <laughs> um, out, we're going to wait until someone else comes for them. And they're going to reach out for help and... We're not going to be nearly as helpful as they want us to be, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently they they proposed, uh, I guess we can kind of start out with Namor um, while we're on the subject. So I, I think I, I was reading the other day before we went to go see the movie that the idea of Namor has kind of been on the table for several years now, um, at least seven or eight years, I think, uh, that they were thinking about introducing him and they specifically waited until, I think, this movie to to introduce him into the MCU. Like, they definitely wanted him in there. So, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Um, like, we, we got some decent backstory with Namor. Like, we got his, I guess for, you know, uh, lack of a better term, like, origin story. Yeah. Uh, you know, where he, let's see, he was, he was born, um, from his mother who was basically, she was kind of dying. Right. And then they took her into the water. Um, yeah, they ate that special plant that was infused with vibranium, I think. Right. Yeah. And that kind of gave them the power to breathe underwater. Uh, yeah, like they all they all realized that they they had no choice but to retreat to the water uh, because the, due to the, the plant that they ate, like they all developed, I guess, gills or whatever, like so they couldn't be on land anymore. But um, I guess since Namor's mother was pregnant before she ingested that uh, that herb or medicine or whatever, um he was born with the ability to to uh, coexist in and out of water uh, without yes. uh, a whole lot of, you know, uh, everyone else basically needs that, like, that blue mask that is like water. So he's born underwater. Um, and what, uh, that the fact that he was born before they t- uh, she took the herb, uh, was that also what explains... How he, uh, his skin wasn't pigmented blue. Or Apparently what? it's because she took the herb while she was pregnant with him. Okay, so it was, oh, okay. All right, well, sure. 
Um, I don't know how that works. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying. I I really enjoyed the sequence of his whole backstory and origin story and all that. Like, I I thought it was very compelling. Um, But I I think you were kind of alluding to this. Um, I didn't really fully understand his... um, I don't know. I feel like his his hatred wasn't justified or maybe like his temperament. Like something just felt off. Like he was way too chill to want to like destroy everyone on the land. <laughs> like yeah. he didn't he, he wanted to come back and kill everyone that enslaved the the, the Mayas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, they did that successfully, right? Like once they came back on land, like they they killed everyone that like had set up shop where they used to live, but they wanted to come back and just kill everyone. Um, but I guess they were waiting for the right opportunity. Um, well, yeah, I think they had kind of like found this safety in their underwater city. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. We're kind of busy setting that up. Maybe I don't know. Right. But then, um, when um, the navy and the army or CIA or whoever it was that came digging, looking it was for the CIA, yeah, and the and I think the navy, yeah, looking for vibranium. Um, when they came and were like, you know, messing up their stuff, um, they're like, hell no. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And and they blamed Wakanda for attracting these people and mm-hmm. letting them know about Vibranium, which is what started their anger toward them. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that the one thing that I'm having trouble getting past, like in terms of his motivation, is like him being hell bent on killing the scientist and you know when he says scientist he's alluding to uh, or he's talking about um insert fucking name here that Reed, I, Reed williams yes uh ironheart yeah um <clears throat> like like dude can you just chill and like learn some information first <laughs> instead of like you know going balls to the wall like I'm going to kill everyone involved with this project. Well, I think he was leaked information. I think probably what from Val? Uh, Namor was? Yeah. So basically saying that Riri was the only one that could fabricate this machine. She's the only one that was smart enough to figure out how to track down vibranium. And... So he's like, okay, so I squished this one person and problem solved. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what led him to be like so angry at her specifically. That's all I was saying was that he was out to get her because he was told that that's where this machine came from. So take her out, destroy the machine, no more machine. So, yeah. I guess backpedaling just, or or backtracking a little bit. Um, How, uh, how did you feel that they handled the transition from no, uh, from Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther to 
Black Panther to Shuri. Like, were you, uh, were you okay? You were okay with this decision for Shuri to take up the mantle. Um, oh, I was perfectly okay with that. I mean, I think she's super smart. She's a badass. Um, uh, in, in terms of it happening within this movie, uh, you you didn't feel that it was too soon. No, I'm because not this was that... like a year later, and sure. I mean they spaced everything out, and I think they talked a lot about um, T'Challa and mm-hmm. his passing, and they spent a lot of time mourning him. Um, so I feel like it was all very appropriately timed out, and then when you think about how long it's been since the last Black Panther movie. I feel like it's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, I really feel, uh, I, I feel like in this movie, the, the uh, characters who stole the show are Shuri, um, the queen. Uh, Ramonda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Okoye. The, those, uh, those three, I think, really oh, Okoye is just amazing yeah um like when she gets stripped of her title like like my heart just broke into a million pieces because like the the Dora Milaje is like her entire life yeah like that's basically her reason for existing um yeah. and she I mean d- did she kind of get strong-armed by Shuri into, like, going to to get um, uh, Riri? I don't think so. I think she genuinely thought that Shuri would be helpful. Mm-hmm. And she really didn't think there would be a problem right. with taking her out. And, I mean, it's not like Shuri can't protect herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's perfectly capable she's got plenty of gadgets and stuff right but they got kind of um yeah no one was expecting the the friggin blue people to show up and uh the the mayas i I don't know is that what they're they're called i don't know what they're called um people (laughs) but um so kingdom of talakan uh is it i i thought it was it i think it's pronounced talakan it's T A L. Yeah, I, I think that it, the L is silent. Okay, so Tao Khan. Sorry if we're mispronouncing that. I I tried to make note of it because I I try and be as precise as I can with pronunciations because um, it's super important. But um, yeah. So um, let's see. I'm trying to, <laughs> I I just uh furiously or not furiously um kind of furiously jotted down notes earlier um i was trying to recall everything that uh that i remember from the movie and then i kind of went through wikipedia the summary there um but uh so um one one thing uh so i guess we can talk about ironheart for a second 
since we brought her up. I was asking you about this earlier, and then I kind of, you helped me clear up some of the things I was confused about. I was confused about, like, exactly why they were coming after her. Because um, I, I, I was like, she just, you know, kind of supplied uh, the parts of the machine or the machine itself, like, and the military was using it. So I guess they attacked the military and now they're just, they're going after the last link in the chain. Um, but, um, I, uh, I was going to ask what you thought about like her introduction, uh, like into the MCU. Like it, it seems like they are, uh, they're making a pattern of this, this whole like skipping the either abbreviating or skipping entirely the origin story of some of our new, uh, new superheroes and just kind of like kind of throwing them in. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it happens in comics all the time. Um, and it's, you know, a, it's old as time, you know, uh, the first time a character appears in a comic book will be another character's comic book. Um, and then they'll get their own run if, you know, people like that character enough. Um, but I was, uh, I wanted to see what you thought about her introduction, you know, cause it was relatively quick and very fast paced. You know, they go and pick her up from MIT and, you know, she's resistant. And so like, that's very like, you know, very fast and rapid paced. So I was I was going to see what yeah, you thought about um, all that. I don't... I don't know how much of an origin story she has in the comics. Exactly. But we've already met so many, like, smart teens that can make <laughs> cool shit. Yeah. And so basically she's figured out how to make a suit. She, you know, she's really smart. And Shuri helps her out a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know how much more there is to add about her origin story. Sure. No, so that, that makes sense. I don't know if she needed like a whole movie or a block of episodes <clears throat> or whatever. Now, like if we have never met like Peter Parker or if we had never met um, any of the other characters that become amazing in their teen years mm -hmm. then maybe you know we'd be like okay well how did this happen what <laughs> what's up with this but uh we've already been exposed to that plenty so right yeah uh no that that definitely makes sense um as far as her character goes did, did you like her character yeah like, i loved her i thought she was great yeah I, I did too she's um i mean obviously super smart um and I like the sass. Um, mm -hmm. I was curious, at, like, you know, you and I watched that uh, that clip from, you know, when they go uh, in, uh, go pick her up in her dorm room. And um, <laughs> she's like, you need to be more conscious. And she's like, you need to be more conscious about Joe. Hey, all the ash going on. <laughs> and uh, that was basically the, the most eruptious lash laughter that uh our theater gave it oh, was yeah. like everyone just laughed um it's very funny but um yeah i i really liked her and i'm definitely looking forward to her disney plus series which i think 
we're yeah. getting um, sometime late next year, 2023. Yeah. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. What did you think of the suit design? I, th- I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was fine. I don't pay attention to that stuff as much as you do. Yeah. Um, I um, I did like, like, I've seen a couple of um, illustrations from the, the comics and <clears throat> it, it did look like they... Uh, they stuck true to what what's in the comics, which probably wasn't um, too complicated or um, uh, 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 like they didn't have to like, you know, Iron Man has been around since like what the fifties and sixties, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's old as fuck. So they had to, when Iron Man came out in 2008, like they had to <laughs> revamp his suit a little bit to, and update it for modern times whereas like Ironheart I I don't think the comic has been around any longer than like 2016 17 maybe um, oh I didn't realize it was that recent oh yeah it, she hasn't so been do uh, you happen to know off the top of your head does she have any connection to Iron Man other than they both wore really cool suits <clears throat> from my understanding and I could be wrong so uh, if you're listening and you're like yelling at your speakers right now, I do apologize and you can reach out to me and correct me. Um, my understanding is that the the current run of Iron Man that I'm reading, uh, it goes into superior Iron Man and then I think he either retires or dies maybe and mm-hmm. Ironheart, like he meets Ironheart and she takes up the mantle. Okay. Um, I, I believe that's how it happens in the comics. Okay. Uh, but I was just I was just curious because I was wondering how she ended up with Ironheart as her name rather than, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything else. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, especially since it's a new comic, it would be a little dismissive and reductive to call it Iron Woman or Iron Girl. I mean, I I like Ironheart much better than <laughs> either of those, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I like I said, I definitely dug the suit a lot. Um, I felt like we didn't get a whole lot of her. Um, what well, we can talk about that here in just a minute, whenever we talk about like the final battle scene. Um, but um, so we. Uh, one of the big, uh, I mean, it's kind of a big, like, uh, knowledge bomb we got here uh, that uh, Val, uh, a.k.a. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, the longest friggin' name in the universe, um, was once upon a time married to... Ross. Uh, yes. And so that's very, very interesting to, yes. to learn because they... I guess they're somewhat similar, but she is, she's fucking dangerous. Like she is. Well, she's obviously pulling strings behind the scenes and she's obviously very good about getting what she wants. Mm -hmm. I.e. she had Ross arrested for communicating with the Wakandans. I don't think she has anybody's best interest except her own, you know. Yeah, I I think, yeah, I think she, she set that all up to get him behind bars, which is going to help put certain things in play for the Thunderbolts. Cause she, I mean, 
I don't well, know if this is speculation uh, or, or uh, if it's straight up fact, but it seems like she's going to be like the leader of the Thunderbolts, right? I, I have no idea. What I was thinking, though, is if the U.S. needed a reason to go after the Wakandans, having a Koe, Koye mm-hmm. breakout Ross would probably give them some leverage to do that and that they have a prisoner of theirs. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of goes back to Namor saying, you know, um, he wants to take over everybody. And so, you know, if people are attacking Wakanda, Wakanda's going to turn to them for help. And they're, like I said, they're not going to be as helpful as Wakanda needs them to be. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Um, so there is a, uh, there's a point where Namor, um, and, and we get this shot in the trailer, uh, but he is walking up the shore of like the capital of Wakanda. Um, and he just, fucking throws down in a serious way. Like he brings the pain <laughs> on all these innocent uh, victims. Um, and he's basically doing this because uh, they, they came and uh, Nakia goes and rescues um, Shuri. Shuri and, um, and Riri and, they're already like, uh, like Namor is like, they've seen too much. They know too much. Like, you know, let's fucking go. And he attacks them with a bunch of water and bombs. And, um, the queen, uh, dies saving Riri, right? Yes. Um, this, uh, this I didn't really see coming at all. Uh, I was not expecting two major deaths uh, in in this movie. Did this kind of take you by surprise, or uh, were you? Um, I mean, took me by surprise, yes. But I kind of felt like maybe it was a bad play. I mean, we have enough orphans <laughs> in Disney slash Marvel slash everything. Did we really need to make Shuri one? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it might have also been a uh, a contract decision. Like, uh, Angelica Houston was like, I don't want to do anymore. Or, like, she has other movies and, and shows that she wants to do. I know she's been tied up in American Horror Story for a long time. I don't know if she's doing it anymore, but... Well, um, I think more I mean like if they wanted to like work around her character I don't think it would be an impossible thing to do yeah, leaving her alive but it you know whatever I guess um I felt the movie just had a lot of heaviness to it and mm-hmm. a lot of sadness and compared to um a lot of the fun and more light-hearted Disney shows that we've been getting lately it kind of bummed me out a little. Mm-hmm. So my rating for this movie would not be nearly as high as it was for Black Panther, which was like a nine and a half because it was 
pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't think they let us see enough action with Ironheart and Shuri as the new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, that the, uh, the highlights of the battle scene at the, at the very end, you know, um, the, it all goes to her. Like, uh, like the, you know, the, the big, you know, battle between the, the two, two cultures on the, the giant floating ship raft, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that was fun. You know, it was fun to watch. It was, you know, beautiful. Uh, but, like I, I was, I was there for Shuri and Namor, like duking it out, especially when they hit the beach. Like that was intense. Um, yeah, I wish it, that would have lasted a little bit longer. Like, I dig the the hand to hand combat. Like, I wanted more of that, but um, I was happy for for what we got. And um, in terms of the like the finale, like how they kind of came to, uh, you know, a truce or an understanding where he, he yielded. Like it's, it's definitely within black Panther fashion, you know, it's, well, I think they don't want Shuri walking on this balance beam of possibly going over to the side of evil, kind of like Wanda. Mm -hmm. So, which is kind of why she, saw Killmonger in her her vision right after after taking right the but then she saw her mom and she was like do the right thing and that's when she offered him to yield to let him yield mm-hmm. and he did so they kind of came to this truce but we all know that it's not going to be honored yeah uh it, it, to me it felt very ambiguous the end where you know, his uh, Namor's cousin, N- Namora, I think her name is. Uh, mm-hmm. She was like, you know, what the fuck, dude? Like, I do not sanction this <laughs> at all. Not that it matters, but uh, and he, you know, he kind of is very elusive and um, nonspecific. Like, but it, yeah, it, it kind of sounds like there's a possibility in the future that you know, they'll, they'll find a way to have the upper hand and take down Wakanda or, you know, they'll, maybe they'll help them out. Maybe they won't. They'll just do whatever the, whatever feels right at the time, but they're going to do what is right for their people. Um, which is what Wakanda has always done. Um, but seemingly in a more peaceful type of way. So, um, but, um, yeah, uh, the uh, the sequence of her like synthesizing the new um, heart shaped flower uh, or, or whatever it's called um, that was a lot of fun. Like watching her do that, like you know, going through all the the trials and tribulations of doing that, and then cutting to um, Riri making her her suit and all that. I wish we got to see a little bit more of her, like you know, putting pieces together. But, um, like I said, I'm, you know, I know she's getting her own show, so I, I can, I can wait until all that comes about. Yeah. So then, um, after all of that and they come to this fake truce, Namora and, um, 
I mean, not Namora, but Namor, Namor and Shuri. Um, Shuri leaves to go to Haiti to visit Nakia, mm-hmm. and they find out that the line of T'Challa is being carried on, which is great. Yeah, I that, I almost lost it at this moment. <laughs> like I was, I was like, wait, what is what is happening? Oh. <laughs> Like, uh, I was like, wait, uh, oh, 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 single tear, single tear. <laughs> yeah, so so that line is being carried on. And I think it was important for Shuri that she have, like, some actual blood family left. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be important for her. Yeah. And... Uh, Do you know what her reasoning was for going to Haiti and burning uh, the... The funeral garments. Well, there. I mean, that's what her mom wanted her to do. Uh, she specifically said Haiti. No, but she said, you know, you should perform this ritual. Yeah, and it's I know. Help I know she said that, but process I, your grief and. But I wasn't exactly sure why she went to Haiti to do it. Like, well, I think she went to Haiti to visit Nakia. Right, and I, to, I knew that. So when she was just there, and she was like, "Oh, this seems appropriate to to do." Yeah, I think she wanted to kind of involve Nakia a little and like because he she was very close with her brother, obvious, and it was pretty obvious that neither one of them had kind of processed all of their grief. Mm-hmm. And so and it was pretty obvious that Nakia, you know, thought she was going to be kind of part of the ritual. Um, and then Shuri asked if she could have a bit by herself, which she did, and she burned her robes and stuff. And then Nakia asked if um her and her son could join her so um you know i think shuri was just uh you know reaching out a little bit for someone else to to kind of grieve with and yeah um that she thought maybe both of us need to kind of put this in our past and yeah um the uh, that was basically a perfect ending to this movie like the way it was shot um the just the uh, ending it that way um like is just in my opinion it was it was perfect um and, and you know and not just because you know you the the whole cliffhanger of finding out yeah you know there's there's more lineage um I just but while while Shuri is gone, Mbaku. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm terrible with these names. Guys. No, I, I was I wasn't I, laughing I at your pronunciation. I was laughing at what's coming next. Um, because <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. Well, like, she I don't ditches know. her ceremony. <laughs> I mean, in true Shuri fashion, she's like, "No, nah, fuck this." Like, I know it's like my anointing as queen and Black Panther. Yeah, so she he challenges um, her uh, appointment to the throne, I guess. And I really could not tell, like, if he really wanted the throne or if he was just kind of like, this is part of this ceremony. And, you know, I think he honestly wanted it when he was fighting T'Challa. Mm-hmm. But I think he's kind of come to an understanding that, you know what, his place is kind of 
with his people and yeah i took it as kind of a joke like at first i was like wait is he serious like what the hell is going on because she's like not even there and uh um so i i don't think it didn't seem like he was serious like I'm, I'm really not sure. I don't think he was either. That's kind of what I was thinking. I think it was like part of the ceremony that um, she needed a challenger just like T'Challa did when he took on the mantle of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think if M'Baku had won when it was him fighting against T'Challa at that time, I th- he really wanted the throne and he honestly was trying to take it. But I don't think that was his goal at this point no i could be wrong. um I, I mean if uh if the battle between shuri and namor ended differently where she was like nah fuck peace and just chopped his head off like then yeah i'd be like yeah because you know when she you know jumps down does the superhero landing um from the you know the 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 floaty jet um, and they're like, oh, the Black Panther lives. Uh, and uh, kind of everyone clears the room and it's her and Umbaku and they're talking and, you know, she, she wants to go like, you know, she wants to go ham, like hard in the paint. She's like, you know, no mercy. Yeah. And this is where, like, I mean, uh, I'm glad we're talking about Umbaku just period. Cause like, I felt like he got a lot of deserved character growth in this movie. Like I really liked him from the first movie because you know, he, he kind of started out as an asshole and then he gave sanctuary to, um, the queen and, and to Shuri and everyone else that, you know, left the capital because of Killmonger. Um, and now he's getting some serious character growth where, you know, he's like this, that this warrior and king and uh, and Shuri is wanting to like you know go hard in the paint on Namor and he's like whoa like <laughs> cool your jets yeah uh, so I, I thought that was uh, that among other things you know uh, him deciding or letting everyone from uh, Wakanda or the capital to come to that part of Wakanda for sanctuary. Um, you know, lots of positive character development for him. So I was, I was really glad to see that. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on? Um, I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> it's probably going to take another rewatch for you to catch everything as always with most Marvel things. There's mm-hmm. always the plot and then the subplot and the sub subplot. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd so. like to say a quick fuck you to the people in front of us in the theater who were playing on their phones the entire fucking time and ruining my goddamn experience. <sighs> um, but that is the uh, the role of the dice that uh, you perform when you go to the movies, right? Yes. Sometimes you have a stellar experience where everyone is on their best behavior. Sometimes you get dipshit 10-year-olds in front of you who uh, want to play with fucking flashlights and games and sound effects and like get up out of their seats and run around in the theater. Um, God, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. Um, let's... Uh, let's <laughs> If we're done um, talking about the movie, let's move on to our shit that doesn't suck. Okay, go uh, ahead. And we'll we'll call it an evening. Sure. Or an episode. 
Shit that doesn't suck. Um, we're planning our Disney trip, and that doesn't suck. <laughs> that is, that is accurate. I mean, that is not a piece of media, but that most definitely does not suck. <laughs> I'm just really excited, and you know, between the kids and homeschooling, and I'm finishing up my master's degree, I really haven't had a lot of time for just like mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. in general. Um, so. Well, we watched Don't Worry Darling the other night. Yeah, I thought we could maybe do an episode on that and Nope, maybe. So I didn't want to yeah. like bring it up. Okay, if... yeah, good idea. Look at you coming up with episode ideas, pulling your weight as co-host. Right, that's me. It so turns me on. So special. Yeah, I want to make out with your face right now. Later, I've got homework. <laughs> <laughs> now we sound like boring ass adults again. Yeah. Don't kiss me right now. I have homework. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I was I was gonna uh, talk about Don't Worry, Darling, but I got plenty of other shit that I've watched. Um, I guess. Um, I guess weird. The Al Yankovic story. Um, the the quote unquote biopic of Weird Al. Um, if you haven't seen it, just do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's fucking hilarious. It, it is in no way, shape, or form an accurate biopic of his life, uh, but that was kind of the point. Um, you know, it, it's actually pretty genius and brilliant on his his part uh, to to make it's his whole life uh, or musical career has been parodies of songs of existing works of art and this movie is a parody of biopics <laughs> like he makes fun <laughs> of all like all the shit that like because you know they for every biopic like they of course they you know rope in all the uh, or, or a lot of the historically accurate moments of that artist or that band's you know journey but there's a lot of embellishments and, um, uh, and oh, what do you call it? Uh, um, artistic liberties taken mm-hmm. to make um, the ordinary a little less boring. Um, and yeah, uh, nobody wants to hear about you know a three month long contract negotiation, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but like, the, oh, you're famous! All right, <laughs> right. But like at the same time, like all these biopics like kind of hit the same beats, like no matter what, like (laughs) it's like no matter who the artist or who the band is, you have like humble beginnings in a garage and then a, a quick rise to stardom, drug problems, girl problems, boy problems, more drug problems, band members falling out, people dying, people going to the hospital, people getting in car wrecks, the band getting back together, boom, happy ending. Uh, and <laughs> this movie manages to hit those highlights in hilarious fashion. Um, just go watch. It's on Roku right now, the Roku channel, uh, for free. Um, so uh, It's free with ads, so as long as you're willing to put up with some ads, um, it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, 
So, yeah, that's my shit that doesn't suck. Uh, honey, you got anything else to add before we peace out? Nope, I'm good. Awesome. Uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, go subscribe to our Patreon if uh, you'd like some behind-the-scenes stuff and be invited to our private group chat where we talk about upcoming episodes and you get um, just cool little behind-the-scenes looks and whatnot. So uh, that is uh, fun. All the links for that will be in the description below. Uh, but as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye! Bye!